0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. According to the Toronto Star, the Ford government is about to make it easier for landlords to evict tenants. The report says there's a proposal to shorten the waiting period for eviction orders from 11 days to 6 days and to allow for private bailiffs to remove unwanted tenants, which is something they could not do beforehand. The government says it's part of an overall strategy to increase the supply of rental housing. So... Is this a good move, the right move to help landlords get rid of bad tenants who are gaming the system? Or is it a plan that would allow bad landlords to kick out tenants just so they could jack up the rent? I'd like to hear your take. I'd like to hear your situation if you're in rental housing and uh, what this might mean to you. You might be a landlord, the numbers to call. 416 3600740 toll free one. 1- 866-744-740, and we're going to explore, of course, both sides of this issue, uh, but it seems like landlord and tenant groups are, are so far apart, they don't want to be on together, so let's begin with Danny Roth with the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario. Thanks for joining us.
2: Olivia, it's my pleasure. My, my parents are big fans of the brand, of the Zuma brand, so it's a, it's a real privilege to be oh, here.
1: Okay, thanks very much. Hopefully, you'll be a fan, I too. Uh, so, uh, I gather that, uh, the government has been consulting you. You represent landlords, uh, apparently not just big ones, but some w- smaller ones as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We've been in consultation with the government. Uh, they've obviously indicated, uh, a willingness to look at the system. I think, uh, they share an opinion that, uh, the system is not working, uh, and that we have to find a solution that not only reflects the needs of landlords in Ontario, but equally importantly, the needs of tenants.
1: Okay. So, um. We've heard of cases of where you have bad apple tenants who game the system. What does it take right now to evict someone?
2: I I, I want to start by suggesting to you that, that I don't believe there's a landlord in Ontario who sets out in the start of the day hoping to evict tenants? You know, we're we're in the business of operating full business, uh, f- full buildings that that operate properly, that have good tenants who pay their rent every month. That that's the goal. The goal is never to evict somebody. Uh, it's a misnomer to suggest that. Um, but there are conditions where the opportunity to ensure that our residents make uh, make good on their commitments, whether it's in terms of of behavior or in terms of payments of rents. Um, is when we have to go to the LTB. Uh, the options exist as well for tenants. That's the forum to deal with these matters. And sometimes it only requires an initial um, appeal to the LTB to get a tenant to pay rent or to LTB. change the landlord-tenant board. Okay. Um, to change that behavior, uh, and frankly, if it's if that's what it does, uh, forgive me. If it does, in fact. Elicit the behavior that we're all hoping for that creates better communities. Then it's advantageous. The problem we have right now is the system is so backlogged. The system is so broken that you're not able to get the results quick enough. That doesn't uh, that allows you to actually go ahead and see the changes that the system is designed to help facilitate.
1: Okay, let's uh, let's drill down on that a bit in plain English. So sure. that means so first of all, how big a problem is it in 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 general that there are I'll just call bad tenants, people who damage your property, uh, behave badly, don't pay the rent. How big an issue is it?
2: Uh, Every time you have one of those tenants for a landlord, it's a big issue. Uh, But in terms of the impact across the province, Ontario's renters are, are, are Typical Ontarians. So you have as many good tenants as you have good people in the province, as you have law-abiding citizens. Um, And then unfortunately, you often have uh, or you occasionally have uh, bad actors. And we have to have a mechanism in place to deal with those people. It's not just, as I said, a question of not paying rent. Uh, If you're not cooperating with the pest control. Uh, measures that a landlord wants to put in place. If your behavior is such a way that it's offending or causing an interruption to the enjoyment uh, of your neighbors, um, those are things that the Landlord-Tenant Board has established to hear. Um, the problem, though, Libby, is that we don't have enough adjudicators, that the system is so backlogged in, in decisions that should take weeks in most other jurisdictions can take months in Ontario. Um, You know, in Toronto, for instance, add on to that another two or three months just because of capacity issues at the Landlord-Tenant Board. All of those delays contribute to a system that is broken and should be fixed.
1: Okay. Uh, Just take me through the way things are now. I'm a landlord, I have a bad tenant, how long is it gonna take me? What are the steps that I have to go
2: through right now? So when we come to that point, we will file an application, let's say it's for for non-payment of rent. Tenant has an opportunity, they receives that notification and it goes towards uh, towards the landlord-tenant board. There's an adjudicator there, a decision is made and an order is issued. The purpose most often of that order from a landlord's perspective is to obligate the tenant to pay the arrears. We're not looking to evict. We're simply looking to get the collection. Because what happens, particularly for small landlords who have a handful of units, maybe 15, maybe 20, maybe 50, the nonpayment of that single month multiplied by two or three or four is very dangerous in terms of the bottom line to that landlord. So that individual nonpayment of rent is a severe problem for a lot of our members. We hope that the decision of the board then facilitates payment. If payment is not made, if the tenant does not uh, uh, respond to the, to the order, there's a further hearing uh, in which the order is then executed, and that tenant is then dealt with, uh, and an eviction order is then processed, and hopefully we are able to move that tenant out. But the delays that happen between the initial filing and when down-the-road worst-case scenario happens can be months and months and months, in a process that should take weeks.
1: And... Uh I guess, would you say that allowing pri- private bailiffs to remove their stuff, uh, would that help? That that can't happen now,
2: right? You know, I, I think what we are doing, uh, like tenants and tenant associations, is cooperating with the government to find solutions. Uh, you know, whether that solution is enforcement, is in the rules and, and, and legislation affecting bailiffs, uh, I'll leave that to someone else to decide what the proper system is. I think what we are most pleased with is a government that has indicated uh, officially and unofficially a willingness to recognize that the current system is not working for landlords, and I should say it's not working for tenants.
1: Well, I, I, I'm sure that if there's somebody who is disruptive uh, and you hear them and, uh, you know, you smell the smoke that they're smoking or whatever the, the problem happens to be, let's take a call from John in Burlington. Hi, John.
3: Oh, hi. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thanks.
1: Tell us your well, story.
3: Well, I had uh, a, a tenant who deliberately um, didn't pay their rent. Uh, so I <clears throat> tried to work with them for uh, for a couple of months, but to no avail. But uh, changed the locks on the door, refused to uh, give me a key, had to get the police involved. Um, did damage to the house, put holes in the wall before they left, uh, tore a... Uh, Aluminum door off the uh, the uh, entry. uh, Put there was a hole in the um, in the window on the entry door, and I just removed uh, door jams, window jams, and um, broke uh, personal items that were I had in a storage area in the uh, in the basement.
1: And uh, how many? Other than that, everything was fine. (laughs) Um, Is Do you have a lot of units you rent out, or is this just one place? No, I,
3: I'm, I'm re- I was retired. My wife and I bought this as an investment. And um, it's um, just something that we were looking for, maybe a, for additional income somewhere down the line or a, another place to move into. Um, we, uh, uh, I guess, we, we only have the one unit. And, and this is the problem with the system because there's no mechanism. To immediately address non-payment of rent or or damage to the property, you've got to go through the process through the landlord-tenant and tenant board, and it takes like, months. Uh,
1: can I? I mean, first of all, I mean, just the aggravation for somebody who you know just brought it as as stream of income in retirement, that alone would be enough. But but may I ask how much it ended up costing you to fix all this? Uh,
3: it's not complete yet, Libby. We um, we're, we're out about $6,000 now, and, uh, and the meter's ticking.
1: Well, what can I say, John? I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, but, um, yeah, uh, I think it really uh, shines a light on, on the potential problems if, if you get one of those bad apples in.
3: I think what, I think what the Ford government should do is, instead of uh, painting everybody with the same brush, there should be uh, separate regulations for people like myself who maybe have one, two, or three units, as opposed to the conglomerates that have multi-unit dwellings.
2: It's, an, we, it's we, an interesting solution, John.
1: We, Let uh, Danny respond.
2: You know, the story that you're telling is a story that is similar to a lot of small landlords, and I, and I appreciate the challenges. And I think it would be fair in saying that when you and your wife decided to rent out space, you never got into that thinking, looking uh, to evict I, I would assume you were just hoping to have a, a good tenant who respected your home and respected the premises and and you did what you said you were going to do um, I can tell you, John, though, that, uh, you know, the scale is different uh, depending on the size of the landlord. Um, but the same struggles that, that you and your wife are facing with, with challenging tenants are faced by, uh, you know, the bigger companies as well. Uh, but it's particularly challenging for those smaller landlords. You're quite correct.
3: Now, okay, John. We, we, we've had this for over 10 years, and this is the first time that this has happened. We've had multiple tenants with little or no difficulty.
1: Well, I hope in the future you have uh, tenants with no difficulty. John, thanks for your call. Uh, I'd like to take a call from Tim because, Tim, I think you have something to add to this conversation. Hello.
0: Hi. Good good afternoon. I, I frequently represent landlords in litigation and things. And uh, obviously, I'm very uh, sympathetic and I see, of course, the trends you're talking about. But I also have a warning that you know, I, know, I never get to say to the people I'm dealing with is if you charge, if you gouge your tenants or if you have weird uh, units that you charge too much money for, you're going to have a lot more turbulence uh, with your tenants. And uh, I, I've just noticed that the people that are seem to be uh, calling me co- time and time again are the ones that I believe are charging uh, above market uh, uh, rates. And uh, some, you know, people get into the unit and they go, "Well, oh, this is pretty good," and then they realize after a while, or just perhaps they had bad judgment in the first place. And there's, you know, significant problems. And also saying that. I have a kind of uh, forecast for the uh, future because as, as rents go up and up and up, there's going to be a lot
1: more litigation. Okay. An interesting perspective, Tim. Thanks very much for your call. Uh, We're going to take a break now. Before that, uh, thank you very much to Danny Roth from the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get the other side from people representing the tenants. Um, As uh, Danny said, this isn't an official thing yet, but it's coming, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. Danny, thanks so much for being with us.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, Libby.
1: Okay. Break, and then we're back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. Well, we were just talking to Danny Roth from the Federation of Rental Housing Providers of Ontario, and he confirming that the government has consulted with his group and others about changes to the Landlord Tenant Act. And uh, the reports say that the the government is proposing to make it easier to evict tenants by shortening the waiting period and uh, allowing for private bailiffs to remove unwanted tenants. Uh, And the big issue seems to be, uh, you know, the amount of time it takes to adjudicate this. Uh, And so for the other side of this, Let's go to Kenneth Hale, and he is the Legal Director of the Advocacy Center for Tenants of Ontario. Kenneth, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
4: Good afternoon, Libby.
1: So, um, what have you been hearing in your consultations with the government, and what do you think of this? Well,
4: we had one brief meeting last Friday with them. We didn't get all these details that the Toronto Star managed to get, but we got the general drift of some of the ideas that the government is considering, and what we heard from them were sort of the same old tired ideas that the landlord groups have been putting forward for years speeding up the eviction process, bringing in private bailiffs, not giving people the chance to have hearings. It's all old stuff, and you know, I guess you could say the stuff that we're bringing forward to the government is old stuff too, stronger. Provisions for maintaining and, and repairing housing, stronger rent controls. Both sides are putting forward their ideas, and I think the landlords kind of feel that their ideas are getting a bit more play than ours. Uh,
1: well... Let's just uh, deal with this issue. I, I don't know if you were listening before. We we got a call from a caller. Uh, he's a retired person. Uh, they bought a house as an investment. Uh, they want to get a little bit of rental income. And uh, there was massive damage done to the house by the tenant before they could get him out. And he didn't pay the rent. So, I mean... Well- well, assuming- I heard the
4: part of the story where for ten years he was running a successful business and making money, and every once in a while, every business gets a bum customer. That's part of business, and you know maybe some of that money he made in the previous ten years. You don't get a lot of repairs done these days for six thousand dollars, and you don't. You know you don't. Doesn't take too many months rent to rack up to six thousand dollars. So it's unfortunate for that person, but. He's in a business. He's making money for ten years. He wasn't complaining about the system while he was making the money over the ten years. So let's not get too carried away with. So you're saying that
1: that uh, tough luck if you get uh, a bad customer, a bad tenant, and they do damage or they don't pay the rent, then uh, then you just have to absorb that.
4: Well, we have a process. How you know we have a legal system? That's one of the strong features of why we have such a good economy. And every element of the legal system takes time to resolve cases. You know, child custody, how important is that? You don't get a hearing the next day if you have a child custody case, and that's probably way more important than somebody's rent payments. So every business, every legal dispute, we certainly agree with Mr. Roth that the government should be appointing more Adjudicators. We wrote to the Attorney General a couple of months ago and said, let's, you know, you really have to deal with this. They're starting to deal with it. They've appointed two new people. Um, but, you know, it, they have to work harder to get, delay doesn't work for tenants either, but speeding things up. The process, the way it works now, allows tenants some time to get their money together. They can contact social agencies. They can go to their bank. They can contact friends and family, get the rent paid, get the thing resolved. If the thing rushes through in five days or something, the tenant ends up, out on the street, we end up with a social problem and the landlord ends up with an empty unit that they can rent for more money. So we don't really think that speeding it up in any way is going to, you know, taking away the, speeding it up by getting an appropriate number of adjudicators, great idea, but changing the rules so that every tenant is put in a tighter time frame, is not a good idea.
1: Uh, what about the other side of things? And we also hear about landlords uh, who get their tenants out on a pretext and then jack up the rent, or uh, they, despite new rules, they want to get uh, uh, use Airbnb, which can be a lot more lucrative than uh, renting to a constant tenant. Um, uh, have you heard anything about protection against that?
4: Well, the City of Toronto has has you know particularly an issue in the city of toronto it's an issue across the province probably across the country In many countries seems, by the way every, many countries, yeah. and you know we see you know there's good things about airbnb but it's not good when it's taking scarce rental units off the market when people are sharing their homes which was the original idea maybe it's not so bad but when units are not there that should be there it all comes back to the shortage of affordable housing that we have, the failure of government programs, and you know the city of Toronto has tried to regulate it. It's been appealed, it's now being dragged out at the local planning appeals tribunal, and meanwhile, we're losing these units, and we we don't have good plans. replace those units.
1: Well, talking about dragging out, we just had that conversation in relation to the Landlord-Tenant Board. Uh,
4: Well, I mean there's, yeah, I mean those are important planning functions. You have to wait years to have your city's bylaws approved by the provincial body. I mean it's another example of, you know, we have to invest in the kind of legal infrastructure to make our system work and that's, you know, Budget cutting doesn't encourage that. I'd, I'd like to just briefly address the private bailiffs, too. Okay, because,
1: sure. Go ahead.
4: Um, you know, what we're talking about is rather than the attorney general's sheriff's officers coming and supervising the locksmith and the landlord, changing the locks and getting the tenants out if they're still there, we're talking about having private companies on a for-profit basis do that work. Now, I've been involved in this work for a long time, And I've never heard complaints from tenants about any kind of abuse or inappropriate behavior or rough treatment by sheriff's officers when they're being evicted. And it's, you know, most of these, many of these situations have, are very emotionally fraught. There's family breakdowns and there's illnesses and there's, reasons why these people are in this mess and they're being evicted and the sheriff's officers have always been professional and courteous and done their job properly i am really afraid that a private business that's trying to turn over as many cases as possible to make as much money as possible isn't going to provide that same sensitivity to these very fraught situations so this is a proposal we've heard before the liberals floated it and wisely they pulled it back. The landlords have been pushing it for years. I just think they think it's going to be cheaper for them, And but what's the social cost going to be? And that's really what we have to look at with all these proposals, not just the individual landlord and tenant, but who's going to pay the social costs of more if we end up creating more homelessness, if we end up creating more pressure on particularly low-income people.
1: Okay, let's uh, take a very quick call from Clay in Ajax. Hi, Clay. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. I'm uh, going to give you um, a little less than a minute.
3: Okay, no problem. I was the landlord for years. They only get stung once in 10 years on my rental properties. I guess what I took exception to was the star, the, the way they had the headline that Doug Ford's going to create more housing. How is he planning on creating more housing when he's displacing one set of people and putting another people in? Where are the ones that are displaced going? You know, it doesn't make sense why they'd say something like that.
1: Uh, Well, I I can't speak for the Toronto Star. (laughs) But does that make sense to you, Libby? Well, uh, you know, not really. And, uh, you know, all I'll say uh, in anyone's defense is that often the headline writers are very different from the people who write the story.
3: You know, the sad part of it, uh, when when they're moving out from one place to another, the people that hold the place that they're moving out of are very, very happy to give them a good recommendation.
1: Okay. Thanks, Clay. That's that's a whole other issue. Uh, we're running out of time. Kenneth Hale, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I would
4: just like to leave us with the idea that the landlord-tenant system has to be balanced. In the market, the landlords have all the clout. We need legal protection to counteract that economic clout so that people have a chance to build a life and to have a home that's going to last and is going to give them any the opportunity to live their life, raise their children, do whatever they want to do in peace and quiet, and have disputes resolved as quickly and as sensitively as
0: possible. It's important to all of us.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Kenneth Hill, Legal Director of the Advocacy Center for Tenants of Ontario.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.